Hello, I hope you're living victoriously. This is your favorite Christian counselor, Crystal Ridlin. In today's episode, we're going to talk about being our own worst enemy. This is something I see in my office all the time. I have yet to meet one person who is not overly critical of themselves. So, check out today's topic, Finding Beauty Within Your Selfies. Today's topic is called Finding Beauty Within Your Selfies. I'm not exactly a fan of selfies. Actually, let me be more specific. I'm not a fan of my own selfies. I love seeing the selfies of my friends on Facebook. I love seeing their new hairstyles, seeing their smiles, and I love seeing the unique beauty on the faces of God's creation. I find God's artistry amazing. And it reminded me of a scripture, 1 Corinthians 6.19. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. I started thinking about what does that verse mean? I think it means a few things. I think one, it means that we need to take care of our body. We need to be pure in the things that we do with our body. We need to exercise. We need to eat well. We need to take care of the shell, the outer shell that God's given us because that's where the Holy Spirit lives within us. But then I started thinking about how if the Bible says that we are not our own and we were bought with a price. So if I don't like seeing myself in a picture or I am overly critical of myself when I'm seeing the attributes that I don't like, I realize that what I'm doing is actually disrespecting God's creation. And in the process, I walk away feeling defeated and sad. You see, I'm fully capable of seeing the beauty in others. In fact, I rarely find myself being judgmental of other people's possible flaws. I think I did this more when I was younger, but I've come to a place where it's a more rare occasion. I usually see the beauty in the people around me. Yet, every time I take a selfie of myself, I find that I'm overly critical of my own physical flaws. I think things like, my eyes are squinted. Man, you need to lose weight. Look at all of those wrinkles. Girl, you're getting a double chin. Look at that dent on your nose. In fact, that entire nose doesn't look so good. What about that scar above your eye? Oh, and by the way, you're getting old. Ouch! That hurts. Guess what? Guess what I know? I'm not alone. How do I know this? 
I counsel countless young ladies, men and women, and I've never met a single person who wasn't highly critical of themselves. I am my own worst enemy. We, we, all of us are our own worst enemy. If we think such awful things about ourselves, then Satan convinces us that everyone around us thinks the very same things. There's an exception. Narcissistic individuals. This is another topic entirely, which I'll probably address on my podcast one day. But for now, let me tell you that the nature of narcissism is actually extreme insecurity. The only thing is the extreme insecurity gets redirected through the lens of grandiosity, arrogance, and looking down on other people. I know many of you are like, oh my goodness, that's my friend. That's my mother. That's my father. That's my, we all know these people. And they're pretty difficult to deal with. But what we know is that the people that are the most difficult are the ones who need love the most. So back to those of us who tend to be overly critical of ourselves. Why is this? I see people with looks of all sides, all types of looks. There's a whole spectrum of beauty. I've seen homecoming queens to people with physical abnormalities. In addition, I see people with all levels of success and popularity. There's always a universal theme. They think that they're not good enough. Common misbeliefs are, I'm not pretty enough, handsome enough, thin enough, successful enough, popular enough, smart enough, etc. I've come to realize that this may come as a shock to a culture that values beauty, success, popularity, and intelligence above all else. But I've come to realize that the problem with self-esteem and self-worth has nothing to do with beauty, success, popularity, or, or intelligence. Absolutely nothing. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in him. The problems rest in what we're placing our worth in. If our worth is in our looks or worldly popularity, we will always find ourselves experiencing low self-worth, low value, feeling worthless. In fact, if our worth is in anything of this world, anything that this world has to offer, we will always find ourselves empty, sad, discontent, anxious, depressed, and deeply discouraged. Okay, okay, I'm a realist, and I know that at times the world around us is cruel and judgmental. I work with adolescents. I see the text that some of these teenagers 
these tweens, these high school students are getting that are just hateful. I, I hear the stories of the bullying, right? So I'm a realist. And I also know that there are a lot of really judgmental people in this world. But one thing I've found is this, if our value and our worth is in Jesus Christ, even when the world is cruel and judgmental, my worth will remain intact. I may be hurt momentarily, but my anchor will hold me securely. With God as my anchor, I may be shaken, but will never be overtaken. I'm going to reread that. With God as my anchor, I may be shaken, but will never be overtaken. Hebrews 6.19 says, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. So don't forget that when you're suddenly faced with somebody saying something unkind, somebody judging you unfairly, whatever it is, wherever the attack is coming from, we need to realize that with Christ as our anchor, we're going to be okay. Nothing can shake us and we won't be overtaken. Friends, Here's something I know. Satan will attack. He will. The Bible says that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he does all these things and he steals our joy. And how does he do this? By attacking the deepest places of our souls. By making us doubt our worth, our value, and making us be overly concerned with our own thoughts about ourselves and our fears about the world and the people around us. So, remember, Satan attacks from our own negative thoughts, from the attacks from other people, verbal attacks, physical attacks, and the overall brokenness rampant in the world we live in. He creates chaos in our minds, in our souls, and in our worlds. And this is how he distracts us from the loving Heavenly Father. Because if he knows, if he can keep our minds and our hearts off of Christ, he can have a heyday with us. He can really lead us to a dark place of despair. So, if I am content in who God created me to be, his purpose for my life, his affection for me, his unconditional love for me, his fondness, and I know that I am his beloved child. I will hold on to these promises. And in the process of holding on to the promises of God, because he's never failed me, I will remain steadfast in my mission 
to glorify, serve, and praise God. So, if we remain focused on God, on the fact that he has put us here on this earth for a reason, he has a purpose in our lives, and he wants to and desires to use us for the overall building of his kingdom and to bring him glory. If I know that he is unconditionally loving, that he's fond of me, and that nothing can take me away from being his beloved child, I will feel confident. Not in something great that I'm going to do, but because I know that I serve a great, awesome, and amazing God who has my life in his hands and cares about the very details of each one of our lives. So what do we do? When I see myself through the eyes of a loving Heavenly Father who created me in his image and sent his son to die for me, I will find myself more content and joyful. One of the activities I often do with clients who are struggling with anxiety and depression, especially when they come in and their anxiety is high. I can tell their anxiety is high. They're either fighting back tears. They're kind of shaky. They're fidgety. Um, Oftentimes I'll ask them if zero is done and 10 is I'm completely overwhelmed with anxiety. Where are you at right now? Anytime they say anything above four or three, I actually know that I need to deal with what's going on internally for them. So one of the ways that I do this is I ask them, what are the top five things that you find yourself focusing on each day? Be honest, not the things that you know you should be focusing on, but the top five things that you are actually focusing on in the last couple of days, the last week. What are they? I hear things like school, work, um, finances, what other people think, um, a project at work my wayward children, if my husband loves me, right? Okay, those are all real concerns, right? Those are their real thoughts. So then I have them write out how is focusing on these five things impacting your emotion, your experiences emotionally. And they always say the same thing. "Eh, It's making me feel anxious. Right. And then I'm like, now let's have another category. What are the top five things that the Bible tells us to focus on? And so then together we come up with the list. The Bible tells us to focus on God and his promises. Jesus. And what he did for us on the cross, the power of redemption that we have and grace being saved and sanctified through faith alone, focusing on the goodness of God, the blessings that God has put in our midst, 
and focusing on how we can be a blessing to others. These are just five things. So then I write those down. And I say, how would your life be different if you were actively focusing more on the things that the Bible tells us to focus on and less on the things in the world? They scratch their head for a minute. and They say, man, I would feel so much better. I wouldn't be so anxious. You see, when God tells us to focus on him, to worship him, He's not telling us to do it because he's just an arrogant, haughty, needs all kinds of attention kind of a God. He knows that that is the recipe for our contentment, for our joy, for our peace. Okay? So when we find ourselves in this place of overly criticizing our selfies or our work or how we parent, we want to actually align that better with focusing first and foremost on Jesus because when we're there the rest of this stuff will come more natural so today I made a commitment to see my value in God to thank him for the selfies that I took rather than to overly criticize and allow Satan to distract me from God's plans and purposes. I made a contentment not to focus on all those frailties because I have them. I'm 43, I'm getting up there in age and wrinkles are showing up. Lots of things that, you know, are happening to me physically that are showing me that I'm getting older. So I can look at all of those negative things but it's not actually going to help me. In fact, it's going to hurt me. So I'm making a commitment today to see the beauty in my selfies because this is me. And God created me and loves me just as I am. And I'm completely okay with that. What about you? Can you take a selfie of yourself today and instead of overly criticizing it, Thank God for your life, for your temple that helps you to do the things that you need to do, that helps you to hold your babies, that helps you to do a good job at work, that helps you to run a marathon, play sports, whatever it is. I think if we put ourselves in a mindset of thanking God, I think we're going to find ourselves feeling more content and more joyful. So today, I'm choosing to find beauty within my selfies. I hope you guys have a great day. I hope that this was a blessing to you. If you guys have any questions, please email me at Victorious Living christiancounseling at yahoo.com or you can message me. I have a Facebook page, Victorious Living Christian Counseling Facebook page. Um, You can message me there as well. But either way, I want to hear from you. I want to know how God is working in this podcast that he's put it on my heart to use. And I would love with your permission to be able to 
read on air any kind of encouraging um, messages that you have to share. I think that would be exciting, but please put in your email that you would really like me to share this or if you really don't want me to share it. So I hope you guys have a great day. I look forward to hearing from you and take, take a selfie and thank God for what you see. Blessings.